0: Pelicans blow a big lead to the Boston Celtics We're a couple days late on this one, but it speaks to something we've been having a conversation about here on Locked On Pelicans. Then we get some more insight into Zion and his training away from the team, and then some good news regarding Teresa Witherspoon with this Pelicans team. Let's get into it in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Thursday. A couple of days off, I had some surgery on Monday and I'm still recovering, but I felt good enough to try and record today, though the show might be a little bit smaller. And of course, we'll have another episode tomorrow after the Pelicans take on the New York Knicks tonight. But we've got a lot to talk about in the meantime because there was some interesting news coming out yesterday and I also do want to talk about the loss to the Boston Celtics and that's where we're going to start. Then we're going to get into some Zion stuff and then we're going to get into what Teresa Witherspoon sticking with the Pelicans really does say. So thank you for making Locked on Pelicans your first listen every single day. We're free and available on all platforms wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. Leave a five-star review with a comment and tell a friend about the show. So the Pels lost to the Boston Celtics in really disappointing fashion. 104-92, a game where they were up by as many as 18 in the first half. And then the Celtics won just very easily. You know, the, the Celtics turned it around in the second half because they played with more urgency, much more physically than the Pelicans did. And the Pelicans just let the game get away from them because of that. You know, they just looked lackluster in the second half of that game. We talked about in Monday's show of, like, what's the culture with this team? Right? Do they have a culture? And I've argued a little bit that maybe they don't. I think they have guys that try hard for Willie Green and won't necessarily ever give up. Is that a culture? Is that an identity? Or is that just a quality? And I think it's more of a quality from some of these guys. But even the past two games, we've seen that slip a little bit, right? They came out like they just didn't care against the Brooklyn Nets, whatsoever it just didn't matter to them that game they they like mailed it in as hard as you could do that and then in this one when you're up 18 you know you're a team that doesn't have a winning record you're not a good team let's be honest here right and the pelicans acted like they were better than they were and because of that they lost they thought they probably couldn't give up an 18 point lead but they played like crap in the second half and it also shows you that you know this team really does need another score. You need another offensive player particularly while while Zion's out and who knows when that's going to get resolved and we'll talk about that in the next segment but Brandon Ingram didn't have a good game in this one just 15 points on the night 6 of 19 shooting that's 32% 0 for 4 from 3 he did have 10 rebounds and 6 assists but he didn't give him the scoring that he's been doing the past two three weeks or so and the Pelicans don't really have anyone that can pick up the slack yes there's Valanciunas and he gave you 22 and 14 we expect that from him but someone else needs to step up Devonte Graham bad shooting night four of 14 he hasn't given you much right Nikhil was three of eight though he hit two threes nine points on eight shots at least it's positive but it's not great Jose Alvarado who's claimed those backup point guard minutes right Bad shooting night. He's going to continue to have those, but we, we like him, and that's okay for right now. There's just no one capable of like getting into the mid-20s when it comes to a point-per-game score if they really need someone to step up. And so as we get closer and closer to the trade deadline, less than a month away... Yeah, they need to add some scoring if they want to try and make a run at the play-in tournament. And make no mistake, if they miss out on the play-in tournament, it's going to be a game like this, or the one earlier in the season against the Atlanta Hawks, where they just let this get away from them, even though they were in command of this contest. If you have the right culture, you don't let up in the second half. And the Pelicans did. So what does that say about this makeup? We might like these guys, right? I love Josh Hart. I love Brandon Ingram. I love Herb Jones. I love Jonas Valentinus. I really like Jose Alvarado. But if these guys aren't able to win a game after being up by 18, I don't know what to, what more there is to say. You know, and maybe the calculus changes when Zion comes back. But who knows when that's gonna be? And Christian Clark of Nola.com, the Times Feaking Union Advocate, shed some more insight into that. Uh, Yesterday in an article So let's talk about that Coming up here next And I'll give you my opinion on that In today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we get to that though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march towards the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKED ON to get started. Whether it's football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, write your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 year bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports bet online where the game starts all right thank you for making locked on pelicans your first listen now for your next listen go check out the locked on now podcast nightly recaps of every nba game with analysis from our local experts you need more context than the box score if you want to catch up on what happened locked on now is a great way to do that you can find locked on now on apple podcast spotify or watch it on the locked on nba youtube channel all right, we just went over how the past two games, the Nets and the Celtics, really similar. It just says like this team can beat bad teams, but they're not capable, I think, of of keeping up, punching up, right, is what I'd said on Monday, I think. And they're not capable of doing that. They just don't have enough talent. So trade deadline is going to be an option for them to try and acquire more. We'll probably spend more time on that tomorrow as well, depending on what happens in the next game. But in the meantime... You know, they're still waiting on Zion Williamson to come back. They need another 20 point per game score. You know who can do that pretty easily on very good efficiency? Zion Williamson can. But he's not with the team and he hasn't been with the team for over a month now. He is in Portland working out by himself away from the franchise. And he's been away from the franchise a lot this year. That's not a good thing. It's just straight up. Not a good thing. So Christian Clark's article talks about Jasper Bibb, a guy who worked as the assistant strength and conditioning coach with the Utah Jazz before going to LSU. We're unsure if he was fired from the Jazz or not, or if he just left. Went to LSU and then was fired, very clearly fired, after two just two months there. You leave a well-run team like the Utah Jazz, go to the LSU team, and Will Wade, who's a sketchy dude, right? In a good way, in a good way, sketchy dude, fires you. That's that doesn't say a lot. Now, it doesn't mean that he's a bad trainer or anything like that. But when you kind of look at it and say, here are your two options, Zion. What are you going to take? Do you want to work with this guy, Jasper Bibb, who's not on Pelicans payroll but had been traveling with the team at Zion's request? Drew Holiday used to do this with Coach Mike G, among other people. So having a guy, your guy, is not the most uncommon thing for an NBA player to do it. Mike G was never on the Pelicans payroll, although he was for a little bit, then he was taken off, then they were like, no, you can't come around anymore. But this guy has been around the team since November at the very least. But here's the thing. When he's in Portland right now, and this is laid out in the Christian Clark article, no one from the team, no one from the Pelicans is there with him. It's him and Jasper Bibb. And I reached out to a source with the Utah Jazz to ask about Jasper Bibb. And I got told, know him well. And so I asked a couple of questions. And basically what he says was, nice kid. Not a great look to leave a team and get fired in two months. Don't think he has a super deep resume. Don't think he has a super deep resume. Doesn't mean he doesn't have a resume, right? Doesn't mean he's unqualified necessarily. But if Zion's choosing Jasper Bibb over a guy like Aaron Nelson, who does have a deep resume, who's considered one of the best in the league, And he's choosing Jasper Bibb over Aaron Nelson. Don't try and spin that as a positive thing. It's a negative thing for Zion and the team. And it just shows, as I've been saying all year long, Zion doesn't trust this franchise. And it goes back to the days of the torn meniscus and bringing him back with bursts and minutes restrictions and not probably clearing him to play as early as he would have wanted to do. Aaron Nelson probably had a very good reason for that. Saving Zion from himself, sometimes that needs to happen, right? And that poisoned the well, I think. And it's tough to try and get over that. Winning would do it, but they're not winning because, well, you need Zion Williamson to do that. But to be all the way, basically as far away from the team as you could be in Portland, right? Working out with someone not on the team, and the team doesn't have anyone there with him now. Though they did fly him up in Benson's private jet, whatever, who cares, It's not good. Like, it's just not good. You want him around the franchise. Yes, I like that he's working with someone, but I'd rather have it be Aaron Nelson or someone with the organization. And there's a very clear pattern that has emerged here. Zion has been separating himself and distancing himself from the team. He was the only guy not there in Nashville this offseason. Not the end of the world, but you would have liked him to at least make an appearance, right? Skipping things with the team, workouts, workouts, film, meetings, other things like that, just not being nearly as close. These guys tend to like each other. It seems like there's a good locker room atmosphere there. You'd like him to be part of that, but he doesn't want to be. What does that say? What does that say, right? If he was working out with someone who was super qualified and didn't have a bit of a sketchy past, like like Aaron Nelson Light or someone else, I probably wouldn't have a problem with this. But you're not going to find many better than Aaron Nelson, and Zion does not want to follow him and listen to him. That's on the team for not realizing how bad things were getting when they brought him back his rookie year, and maybe at a certain point you just need to throw a little bit of caution to the wind and let him play more than you you would have liked to or come to a better compromise on it, but they didn't. So this is on the team because of that. But it's also on Zion. And this is why I said a couple months ago, right? Everyone just needs to, and pardon me for swearing, grow the fuck up. It is dumb. It is flat out dumb that Zion does not want to trust Aaron Nelson. I'm just going to say that. Like, it is. This is one of the best in the league, if not the best. They paid a lot of money to bring him in. And you don't listen to that guy? Yikes. That's not a good look. I'd rather him be working out here, training here, being around the team, watching film with the team. He could do all of that, but he's actively choosing not to. There going to be a lot of you who spin this in a positive way. I don't think it is. I think it speaks to what I've been saying. There's a big fracture between him and the franchise. And that is definitely not a good thing how it gets fixed. If it gets fixed, not sure. I know he wants to, I can tell you again, as I've been saying, he wants to play this year. Can he, will he? I don't know. And what's going to happen, you know, beyond this, but this isn't great. This is not ideal. Could it be not that big of a deal? Maybe, but it's not good. It's definitely not a good thing. It's not even a neutral thing. It's definitely a negative to some degree, whatever that might be. Let me know in the comments on YouTube, what you think about this. Is this a good thing? Bad thing? No big deal. Because I think it's, I don't know if it's a big deal, but it's definitely something. It's definitely something. And again, Zion could fix a lot of this, right? All he has to do is speak, but he hasn't since media day, unless you count that little statement in the press release that was such crafted PR bullshit. All right, let's talk about good news coming up here next around Teresa Witherspoon with the Pelicans. That's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. All right, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day. We're free and available five days a week when I'm not recovering. Uh, talking all things Pelicans, the biggest stories around the team, giving you my insight, what I know. Text in league sources here to try and get a little bit more information on certain guys. Free and available on all platforms. So subscribe wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube as well. Leave a comment uh, and a five star review. Five star review with a comment that helps keep this free and five days a week for you all, and tell a friend about the show. All right, so we got some news from Shams that Teresa Witherspoon was being looked at for a head coaching job, as I'm pulling up the exact information here, um, uh, with the Phoenix Mercury. They wanted her to apparently be the head coach of the team, and she said no. The Pelicans persuaded her to stay. This is a really good thing. This is a really good thing. This is someone who's thought of very brightly, right? She's She's a basketball hall of famer. She had a head coaching job there for her. That is like the top of what you can try and achieve. Should she have gone and taken it? Maybe, but you know what? She felt either she had unfinished business here in New Orleans or she felt this is the best place for her right now. You know, the grass is not always greener on the other side and it's nice to see someone wanting to stay with this organization that's not how it's historically been right people want out they want away from the team not teresa witherspoon who wanted to stay here i love that the players have so much respect for her they constantly cite her in interviews talking about how good she is how much she helps them all of that the fact that she wants to be here i do think says a little bit about the culture that is the one thing I think over the past couple weeks that I've noticed now. This, she wants to be here. If it was that bad, go take the head coaching job, right? That's a no-brainer if it's a complete disaster here. So for whatever reason, she feels it's good here and wants to stay here. Thumbs up for me on that. I love seeing like that. You want to retain good talent. It's, you know, they, they said maybe she has a chance to be a head coach in the NBA at some point. Sounds great to me. Maybe she doesn't want to just coach women and wants to achieve something else and coach in the NBA, which she's already doing, but be a head coach. I think there is a real possibility that she feels this is the right place for her in her at this point in her career. That's what you want to hear. You want to hear about people staying in New Orleans and not leaving and bolting when they have the opportunity to do it. This was a very good win for New Orleans And I'm sure they probably didn't have to do that much convincing to her. She probably got a raise, too, and everything, I'd be willing to bet. But good for Teresa Witherspoon for having these opportunities. Good for the Pelicans and David Griffin for identifying her, right? And realizing she should be someone on this team. At times, he's definitely done a good job of finding those assistant coaches, looking for those kind of people. And Teaspoon definitely seems to be... One of them, and she's just a beloved assistant. You know, her voice carries weight in the locker room with all of the players. Zion's raved about her, right? So maybe that's an important thing to try and keep her here. With that, I don't know, just a good thing for New Orleans, and I'm happy that they were able to keep her. All right, that's gonna do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans. A little bit shorter, um, and we'll be back tomorrow after the game to talk even more. Let me know in the comments on YouTube. The Zion stuff, big story, not big story. You let me know. I'm gonna be curious about your opinions on it. and Did I miss anything? reading the situation wise. All right. So that's going to do it. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with you all tomorrow.